For the third year and counting, Richard Skipper has been celebrating the artists you love. Richard Skipper is all about celebrating life, art, and his guest body of work. Please join us while he showcases these diverse and talented individuals. Here's Richard Skipper. Happy holidays, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of Richard Skipper Celebrates. Who or what are you celebrating today? Well, it's popping corn day, so I pop corn before today's show. And I have five phenomenal friends and guests waiting in the wings. We're going to celebrate what they're doing, how they're celebrating the holidays, what the holidays mean to them, and everything. As you can see the scroll on the bottom of my screen, uh, it, my horoscope today said today was a great day for getting together with groups of people, whether it be virtually or in person, we're doing that. So I want you all to take a collective deep breath and let go of any negativity that you experienced this week. And for the next hour, we are going to celebrate positivity. The word of the day is optimism. So if you comment with hashtag optimism, I have a nice little giveaway that I'm going to give away today. So let's see who is here. We have Sherry Callahan from Myrtle Beach. We have Doug McAllister from Big D, Dallas, Texas. Uh, Alan is here from, uh, he is in San Francisco. Uh, let's see, we have Paul Brogan here, who is uh, here from New Hampshire. Uh Matthew Rosenstein, I don't know where you are. Natasha Lombardi is up in uh, the, uh, she's in uh, New Hampshire, I think as well. So um, anyway, I asked Doug to pick a number one through five. And he picked someone who has been on the show before. So she knows that I'm honing down on her. She recently did a show at Don't Tell Mama. And from everything that I've heard, she was a smash. So I'm going to bring on as our first guest today. Happy holidays, Alexandra D'Souza. How are you? Hello. How are you? Happy holidays. Happy holidays. I'm going to change the background here because oh, yes, I please. want something a little more holiday-ish. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. first, this, well, this is not... Well, happy yeah. National Popcorn and, Day. Oh, my God. And that is one of my favorite snacks ever. Oh, my God. Well... I'm going to see if there's a great movie on tonight, and then my husband and I will have a fire. We will watch a movie, have some popcorn. Yes. But I want to begin by asking, who or what are you celebrating today? Oh, my goodness. You know what? I am I'm celebrating friends um, because I my, that's kind of what my day is full of today. My, I, I went to work at one of my one of my day jobs and saw one of my best friends there because he works there and then um one of my housemates a wonderful singer named vicky burns she's a fabulous jazz singer she oh my god i know vicky yes Phenomenal yes i love her and she got asked to do a self-tape so i helped her do a self-tape this afternoon and then uh Later tonight, I am seeing uh, a man of no importance with two college friends I have not seen since graduation, and they are on the West Coast, and they are in town, and we're just like, hey, we have a spare ticket, and we'd love to see you. So, so Wow. Oh. And then, like, the church I sing at is having their Christmas party, 
And so there, there's a lot going on today, but That's it's wonderful. all wonderful people. So that is so, I, I'm so happy to hear all of that. Now, I, I want to go back to your recent show that you did at Don't Tell Mama. Uh, and if I understand correctly, this was after some time that you came back to performing. Am I correct? Um, yes, and definitely with Cabaret. It's like, it's one of those things where I, I feel like I've been in and out of the business. Um, and I hadn't done Cabaret since I think 2003, something like that. Um, and, you know, it's like I've done musical theater and I do concerts and stuff. And I, and, um, but I just felt like it was time. I think for a lot of people, like during the pandemic, everybody's suddenly realizing, you know, was it, we were able to be at home and suddenly have a laser focus on certain things we want to do or bring back and get back to. And I've been, I've had this idea for a show for so long and I connected with James Beeman and next thing you know, I was like, I have this idea for a show. <laughs> and then we came together on a totally different thing, but it just started flowing. And next thing you know, we got a show, we did a thing and uh, it went really, really well. So. Well, congratulations. And when is your next appearance? Um, my next appearance will be December 30th. We are bringing it back to Don't Tell Mama. And, uh, oh my goodness, speaking of... I just Do you have Peter Pan uh, behind you? I see shadows in the background. Yes. But my husband just came by. Ah, hello, hello, hello. Well, we'll celebrate him as well. Thank yes. you. Yes. So, and he's bringing me, um, I know it's not donut day and it's not fiber, but he crispy cream donuts. I have to tell you, um, I, they're not on my diet plan right now, uh, because no. I'm going, I've got a concert coming up on the 10th and I'm doing everything to make sure that I'm going to look my best, but crispy creams, which believe it or not, the second crispy cream store to ever open opened in my hometown. And oh my so my parents, we used to go on a late on a Friday or Saturday night. If they went out, they would come back. We would get in our pajamas and we would go and get them hot out of the oven because there's a sign that would say hot out of the oven and we would go and get Krispy Kreme donuts. So they are my favorites. So shame on him for what he I, just did to me. I know. Because also, you know, I got to I gotta fit back into my dress for my cabaret. And, well, um, that's it. So yeah. the, the donuts are off the, the plan yes. until at least after the 5th of January. Yes. Maybe I'll sneak yeah, one exactly. in. As long as it's after, you know, the 5th. Um, you know, you just made me think of one of my first um, auditions in the city before I even moved here. Um, they were having a call for rent at the Apollo. And I remember getting up at the, you know, I stayed at a friend's apartment. I came out from Boston and I stayed at a friend's apartment and I got up at the crack stupid and was outside the Apollo <laughs> at like, you know, before 5 a.m. I just remember it was some crazy hour. And we heard that morning that um, there was a strike happening at the Apollo so they weren't going, the, the casting agency was not going to actually have the auditions. They were going to um, uphold the strike, but there were so many of us in line already. But at the time there was a Krispy Kreme across the street from the Apollo. And there were about, I remember. I remember. Yes. Mm -hmm. And yes. so it's like, 
5.30, there was a, a group of us that were there, there were about 12 at the time, said, hey, we'll make an order of donuts. And there were three of us went over to get the warm donuts as soon as the gate pulled up. Wow, there's nothing like them. Well, if anyone out there has a connection with Krispy Kreme, contact them. They should sponsor this show. So we're going to bring on our next guest. But before we do that, I've got five mystery questions. So you get to pull the number one through five. I don't even know what the questions are. And it's a question specifically for you today. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with three is the magic And that was the number that brought you on. So it's lucky today. If you could only have five apps on your phone, what would they be? Oh, wow. And of course, this is making me go look at my phone. Um, well, I would go with messages so I could contact people. Mm -hmm. um, news, because I grew up in a news junkie household um, and current events and all that. Um, and then I would have mail because I do still check email. Mm -hmm. Um, that, wow. That's three already. That's three. Yes. yes. Um, and, oh, I'd have to have, I'd have to have my iTunes or some music. Okay. Perfect. Because that's, that's a necessity. Um, and then probably, you know, I have a feeling it's going to end up being like Wordle or New York Times games. No, I love that. <laughs> I just deleted both Facebook and Twitter from my apps on my phone. So I no longer have those. Messenger is still there, but I just deleted those. And, and I'm taking a sabbatical for three weeks from Facebook uh, just so that I can focus on everything else and focus on real people such as yourself. So you yes. get to bring on our next guest. Pick a number, one through four. Okay. Okay. Um, well, I'll go with three. Uh, let's I'll go with number three. three. And that is my dear friend, Danny Miller. Hello, Danny. Hey, Richard. How's your first day without Facebook? Uh, well, believe it or not, I don't miss it. I, you know, I've been so busy today prepping for this show, getting everything together that, I, you know, I had yesterday I had logged out, but I realized that by logging out that people could still go on and leave messages and everything. So I learned today how to deactivate my account. It's not completely deleted so that I can come back for that one day a month that I'm going to check in. Uh, but uh, it is uh, deactivated right now. So if anyone tries to find me on Facebook, uh, you won't. It's just not there. So. I want to ask you, who or what are you celebrating today? You know, in my house, every night at dinner, we do a birthday game. It's, it reminds me of the stuff that you do. So we're always aware of whose birthday is today. And one of the ones we're celebrating, we have a we do like a mystery with my 13-year-old son. And uh, today, I don't know if you know, is Adolph Green's birthday. He would have been 108. Um, and we're huge, uh, and I bow to Alexandra and all the performers, which I am definitely not, but we're huge musical theater fans and green. Um, I think one of the, my favorite personal in a Broadway theater, Comden and Green 
experience was uh, the original on the 20th century when Madeline Kahn was still in it, oh. which was oh, wow. Klein, young Kevin Klein and who was it? Uh, John Cullum. Did you see yes. that? Yes, John yes. Cullum was in that. Oh my God. I. It was so great. I mean, I still remember every moment. I saw it like a year later with Judy Kaye, who was also great after Madeline Kahn left, but there was nothing like her. I worried that could she sustain that because her voice was a little shaky, but she was so fantastic. Um, so I love Comden and Green. I mean, obviously wonderful town and on the town and bells are ringing. I mean, come on. Well, I, I, I got up because I thought that it was here, but I must have, I, I'm always rearranging photographs in my office because there are so many. But I have a photograph of Adolph Green. I'll find it somewhere and send it to you. Of Adolph Green and me when I was performing as Carol Channing. Oh. Um, but I had the good pleasure of meeting uh, Mr. Green on a few occasions. Uh, once there was a double feature at the Film Forum of Singing in the Rain and the Bandwagon. So mm. I went and during intermission, they came out and they said, we've got a surprise for everyone. And Betty Compton and Adolph Green came in. And it was just incredible. And someone stood up and they said, the bandwagon is such a, if you think about, even though it's a musical, it's still a contemporary type of a movie. Mm -hmm. uh, it still holds up. It's great. They said, how did you manage to create this contemporary movie from such a long time ago? And, uh, Betty Compton said, we woke up one morning and said, let's write a contemporary movie that people will be watching, <laughs> you know, 25, 30 years from now. But she was making a joke. But I asked them, and I don't want to go too long with this because we've got other guests waiting in the wings. But, you know, their first film in Hollywood was on the town. Mm -hmm. And this movie, they, as much as I love the movie, they bastardized the original script and got rid of those great Leonard Bernstein songs because uh, Louis B. Mayer was not a fan of his. Mm. And, uh, oh. and so they were under contract and they had to come up with a new screenplay for this. And that wow. was their first time in Hollywood. So that's great. But um, I'm going to ask you five apps that you would have on your phone. What would they okay. be? Okay. Um... I mean, obviously, some of the, the 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 main ones like mail and stuff. But there's an app called Radio Garden. Do you know that one? I don't. It's, it's free, and you can. There's a map of the world, and we're also obsessed with languages in my house. My son and I are learning Italian now. We spent two years on German. We did Norwegian, and you can go to any city. Like I, this morning, I was listening to the news from Paris. Totally free. You get like a list of the radio stations that are there live. So you could listen all day to different countries and different perspectives than our one, which is so great. Anywhere in the world. It's amazing. So I love that. I love that app. I oh, yeah, you know it. Yes. Because, well, also, I grew up in a radio family. Mm -hmm. My father was a morning man in radio for over 40 years. And my mom met him at the radio station he was at. My brother's a broadcast consultant. My sister, yeah. It's just, and so radio, that I don't go to a city without learning what the radio stations are. Right. That's amazing. I mean, every day I can't believe it's free. Like, oh my God, does everyone realize we can listen anywhere in the world? It's amazing. And then of course I'd have to have GPS because I have been crippled by a dependency on the internet. I used to get around, I, I grew up in Chicago and I didn't have a car till I moved out here to LA, but I could get anywhere on the L and the bus. And now it's like, I can't get across the street without checking my GPS, I admit. Um, so that would have to be there. 
and uh, you know, photos because now we all have cameras in our right. pockets, which is wonderful. Uh, and then, yeah, mail chat. I do do that. I don't, you know, I don't love chatting that much, but it's essential. Like I talk to my daughter who lives in Philadelphia, and it's. It's, I do love the internet and Frank, and you know, I totally get all your stuff about Facebook, but I keep, I feel that way about Twitter, but no, Facebook, I love Twitter. Facebook to me is like, and I keep a very tight wrap on the, my friend who's on my feed and who can see my stuff. But you know, I do like it because like, uh, I like to, you know, expound at length, like I'm Adolph green for whatever. I don't care who reads it. I like writing it or whatever. And uh, and just keeping in touch with people. So I still do it, but I respect your decision. Well, I also want to say that I applaud you as a father, that mm. you have, I mean, it's more than just a game that your family sits down and does this. It's a great learning tool. I think it's incredible that you do this. And so my hat's off to you. Uh, and lucky for any kid that would have a dad like you. Well, I hope you meet my son Charles one day, Richard, because you're cut from the same cloth. I mean, what other 13-year-old is like, you know, what? You know, today's the day that, you know, Judy Garland turned 37 in 19. I mean, he's got, like, facts about every celebrity. He'll come up with people that, like, who's that? Like, some silent movie star whose birthday it is that he's researched. So I love it. that, And that, to me, is like, yay, the internet is a gateway to interests and research and it's i love it well i will put out a shout uh to charles kirsch who has uh this is a a great show if you haven't listened to it backstage babble and he has interviewed everyone uh and uh i keep saying uh charles you raise the bar for the rest of us and And i think he's my son charles's age right yes 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 and just to let everybody know on the 22nd uh, Charles and I are joining forces and we're putting together a holiday show and we have some really nifty celebrities that are going to be joining us. So everybody put that on your calendar. Uh, it will be at six o'clock on the 22nd. It's our holiday show. So uh, very excited about that. So you get to pick your own mystery question, one through four. Okay, I'll say two. And the question is, if you could instantly be an expert on a subject other than something that you're currently an expert on, what would that subject be? Mm, Lord. And that's like, can it also mean like I can suddenly do something that I can't do? Absolutely. Because, and again, kudos to Alexandra and so many of your guests, singing. Who wouldn't want to be able to sing beautifully? I mean, I, I am a closet, you know, shower singer. But uh, if I could do that, like on a stage, wow, I so envy and respect everyone who does. Well, Danny, I will say this with all due respect. There are some people who don't let anything hold them back. So go after it. So you get to bring on our next guest, one through three. I will say three. And that is my dear friend, Lisa Ajidi. Hello, Lisa. Meet Alexandra and Danny. And she's drinking out of a Richard Skipper Celebrates mug. I love you. Lisa is truly, when I say friend, if you look the word up in the dictionary, you're going to find Lisa. Thank you. And, uh, and I can't believe I got you on the show today. I know. That's so much fun. It was so much fun. She said, come on. I said, yeah, I'm there. Let's she originally said no to me, and I <laughs> twisted her arm. So she's here today. So I'm thrilled. So Lisa, you and I are going to be celebrating uh, Christmas in Paramount on Sunday. Yes, that's uh, right. But 
who or what are you celebrating today? Well, I dressed for popcorn because I'm matching. <laughs> yes. Okay, I'm doing the popcorn thing. Um, you know, it was really interesting. I When I was watching the news, I noticed that there's so much, um, you said there were optimism earlier, and there's people are just searching for happy right now. And I just think that is so Bring cool. Here. Right. Yeah. No, they're out there and, they, and they, they're in the street and, you know, they'll stare in your face. They they want to see a smile. And and it's just so heartwarming and exciting. I'm so I'm just I'm celebrating people happy, you know, just people today. Well, I love it. Well, I'm going to ask you again. Uh, same questions. If you could only have five apps on your phone, what would those apps be? Uh, Google. Um, the New Yorker. The Times, um, The Real Real, and Zay God. Wow. Wow. Great choices. Am I, Am I missing? I don't know. And if you uh, could pick up a skill that is not currently in your wheelhouse, what would that skill be that you could become an expert on? Medicine. Wow. Medicine. I'm learning a lot about you today, Lisa. <laughs> It's not, it's only because I, I, it kills me to see people who are ill. Yes, absolutely. So if I was able to just, you know, wave my wand. Absolutely. Um, and you get to put, pull your own mystery question, one through three. Oh, uh, which ones did we already pull? Well, what, you just pick a number, one through three. Oh, okay. Doesn't uh, matter. Two. Okay. And your, it's an impact question. Uh, what's something that you learned about yourself in the last three months? I love that. I can be tough. I can be really tough without getting, like, you know, I, I wouldn't come swinging hammers at people, but I could be really tough. And it shocked me. Like, fearless tough. Wow. wow. Yeah. And <laughs> what brought you to this realization? It was a mechanic. I was having a problem. Gonzalo's car fell off the lift and he was messing around with us. And, you know, I just, he wouldn't take our, <laughs> I know this sounds crazy, but I just, I drove over and I got up there and I said, you know what? Nobody's getting paid until this gets done. Good That's for it. you. That was it. I walked away. Good for you. And, you know, I wasn't a nut job. I wasn't crazy. I just said, nobody's getting paid. And that's it. And I walked, but I, and I got in the car. I mean, I was so infuriated and um, he wouldn't take our calls. The insurance company was jerking us around. I said, you know what? I got a life to live. I can't spend my days playing with these people. Good and for I, you. And I just went to it. I know it sounds silly, but it, it was. No, no uh, knowing you the way I know you, it does not sound silly at all. <laughs> Thank so you. you get to bring on our next guest one or two. I'll uh, go with number one. Okay. Well, I've got a little video I'm going to show because oh, I just great. got this. I got a phone call from our next guest earlier today uh, to uh, let me know about uh, an upcoming Christmas show. And it's a Christmas show that I haven't seen live since before COVID. And it's Danny and I, it's part of our tradition. So I am thrilled. I'm letting everyone know I will be in the audience at this show celebrating the show on the 17th. And if anyone wants to join Danny and me that evening, we'll go see the show and we'll do a nice uh, 
maybe we'll go see the Christmas tree that night and then have a nice dinner afterwards. But one of my favorite Christmas traditions in New York, you're all in for a treat. And then I will bring the guest on afterwards. Here it is. The Doris Dear Christmas special and the man behind Doris, so to speak, is Raider Forrest. <laughs> it's so, so weird to watch that. Uh, I don't know. It's Why? Know. It's so much fun. I know. Well, that's like this is my, the whole every morning I have to create a new one because I was decided to put how many days till the show. So every morning I wake up, I have to make a new video with new numbers and change pictures anyway. It's all worth it. I mean, you and I had a wonderful conversation earlier today. Yeah. But I'm going to ask you, just like everyone else, uh, who or what are you celebrating today other than Jari Steer and the Christmas special? Well, I mean, I'm celebrating Christmas like round the clock. I celebrate. I think anyone who's been knows me or has been to any of my shows knows that what I celebrate every day is my family. So... You know, on the outside, Doris Deer just looks like a big drag queen. But on the inside, it's uh, very important to me when I put that outfit on and become that character because I honor my parents and my sister, who I lost suddenly right before COVID. Mm -hmm. And um, that's why I created that character to celebrate them. So being Doris is a really big, heavy, not a burden, but a responsibility for me because it is honoring them. So it's uh, when I'm writing these shows and up on stage, it's then I have to celebrate them every day. And today I'm celebrating with, a. I don't know if you can see this because my Tom and Jerry drink. Ah, oh, so what's a Tom and Jerry drink? So Tom and Jerry drink was created in the 1800s based on a play called Tom and Jerry, which was based on a book. And they took traditional eggnog and they whipped up additional egg whites and made a batter with egg yolks, poured a heavy dose of dark rum on top and cinnamon and created the Tom and Jerry drink. And this is my, one of my mom. My mom served it every year. She had a special bowl and a special mugs that said Tom and Jerry on them. And I'm drinking that today in honor of them. Well, good for you. Uh, well, I'm going to ask you the same questions oh, yeah. that we've asked before going down the line. What's something that you learned about yourself in the past three months? Oh, Lord. Um, I, I mean, I've been on quite a journey. Um, you know, I don't know if everyone, I got very, very bad COVID a year ago um, and was almost hospitalized, both me and my husband. And we canceled my shows that were sold out for three nights and we canceled them two days before. And with the sudden passing of my sister and then COVID, it has really sent me on a personal journey. I've been a full-time actor, singer, dancer for 42 years. Um, I've been very, very lucky in my career to do that and never have to do anything else. But at 64 years old, um, losing my sister especially really kind of sent, sent me into a spiral. So I'm very, I've always been about self-discovery and 
trying really now, whether it comes to my work or my personal life, it's really about what brings positivity and more authenticity to my life. And I do a lot of work at SAG-AFTRA. I'm on the LGBT national board. I do a lot of board work for them. I go to convention every two years. Um, I was part of the sexual harassment committee. I mean, anymore, it's more about what can I, what, what's the legacy I, I want to leave. Um, and that legacy for me is helping younger performers come through into this business professionally and not have to face the harassment and all of the other physical and sexual abuse that I went through from producers and directors and teachers so that if I can even help a, a little bit for these new kids coming in, then that's a, that's a legacy I would be very proud of. Well, God bless you. Lisa was here for Thanksgiving and we were actually having a discussion the other night about teachers that had been abusive to students and well-known teachers. Mm -hmm. We won't mention any names here, but well-known famous acting teachers mm -hmm. who took their platforms to crush the souls of young artists. Right, because so, they, they, be they believed that the only way to be a good actor was to completely tear down a human being and leave them raw because being raw meant you were a good actor. Yeah. Wow. It's such bullshit. Mm -hmm. So God bless you for doing all that. Um, my next question for you, if you could instantly be an expert in a subject that you're not currently an expert in, what would that subject be? Any foreign language. Any far, I can barely get out English. <laughs> I have tried, I lived in Denmark for two and a half years. Didn't, all I knew how to say was get me a drink. <laughs> uh, I, I was in Italy. I lived in Italy. I lived in Paris. I, I've never been able to learn anything. I'm terrible at languages and accents. So I would love to be able to speak another language. Okay, well, that, that may uh, answer one of our uh, our next question. Five apps that you would have on your phone. Oh, believe me, I tried one of those, learn a language in five days. In five days, you'll be speaking French. It didn't work. Uh, <laughs> I didn't even oh, no, come no. close. <laughs> I, the only French I still remember is Michel and vous travaillez. Et non, nous regardons la télévision. <laughs> wow. That's all I remember from that book. Um, I... I, I mean, I'm going to leave out the usuals like mails and all that kind of stuff because, I mean, we all have mail and phone. I think um, voice memos is really big for me because I'm constantly, I'm a writer. Mm -hmm. I'm always writing. So the best way for me to do that, and it usually strikes me while I'm walking through Times Square or something, and I see something that sparks something, and I use voice memos constantly, um, whether I'm on a, I'm a weather geek. I, I did the weather. I started out, my television career started out in news and I was a weather person for a hot minute. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I'm terrible at mirrors. So that reverse screen thing, I was always like pointing at New York and I was really pointing at like Oregon and it was always. Oh my mess. God. Ray, I have to tell you, when I was performing as Carol, I was called by Channel 11 to be the weather girl on uh, Mother's yeah. Day. And I'm standing in front of the map, which is a difficult thing to do, as Carol Channing, yeah. and I went, it's 69 degrees in Poughkeepsie. And, they came, and Linda Church, 
the weather. <laughs> yeah. I moved my hand down and I said they moved Poughkeepsie. And the entire <laughs> studio was in, it was it was one of my favorite moments. I've got it on film somewhere. Yeah, it's so hard. It's it so is the hard. hardest so, thing in the world. Yeah. So weather app flight aware is another app I use. My husband travels a lot. I tend to travel a lot. So flight aware is like the best if you want to know, especially these days trying to get a flight on time. Um, and my other big app right now, I think um, two others, Juxtaposer and Ripple are two I use, well, right now daily because it's how I make videos and I make these little figures and it's like Photoshop for dummies. They're amazing teach apps. Me. Please teach me. Oh yeah. And it makes, cause I try, again, I tried Photoshop, cannot learn it. It's so complicated. These two apps, I can do things. I can do a video in. Well, our next guest minutes. is an expert in all of these fields. So, uh, and you uh, get to pull your question one or two. One. And your question is, how can you become a better role model? I think you already are. Oh. Well, I do. Um, uh, I, 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 I mean, being a role, I, I, I don't want to be a role model because I mean the perception when you have any kind of celebrity or quote unquote being famous, which is both of those words are horrible words as far as I'm concerned. But if you're on television, like I spent 12 years on daily TV on, in, mm -hmm. in my series, um, people think they know who you are. And then they, I want to be like you, or I want to have a relationship like you and your husband. And I just always think, oh God, you have no idea what goes on <laughs> behind those doors. Like it's a hard place to be because the only place to go is down. But for me, and like my work with the union and my work with actors, I, I, the, what makes me better is listening. So like with the sexual harassment work, when we formed a committee um, and brought down Weinstein and all of that, we were heavily involved in that. What we had to do was listen. And we listened to hundreds of actors and actresses um, stories about sexual harassment at auditions and on set and all of that. And the only way you can be a role model is if you listen to what other people have been through and their experiences, which, and and be open to listening and changing your life and other people's lives. Wow. Well, I'm going to bring someone on now who I do consider to be a role model because he is a mover and shaker in this business. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you are going to know who it is when I bring him on, but I have to tell you with all that he's done, um, nothing can surpass his No Jam Today on his CD, uh, which I have, I, I would play it, otherwise I would get flagged. Uh, but every time it's on, I am dancing around the room, singing with him. Uh, maybe someday we'll get that opportunity. But here it is, Robbie Rozelle. Robbie, I am so thrilled you're here. You are muted. You're muted. You're muted. Thank you so much for plugging my hit album, Songs from Inside My Locker, live at Feinstein. I love below. that. I, that <laughs> album is, I have to tell you, it's on my, uh, I can say the name, Alexa, um, because I gave, <laughs> I gave it a sex change. So oh, good. Really, uh, Lisa knows this. Um, <laughs> it, but he has an Australian accent. Mm -hmm. 
And he is just, you know, uh, I won't say his name because he'll start talking to me. Uh, but anyway, uh, Robbie, you are one of the busiest men in the business. Uh, you are so busy with Spotify and so many other things. Who or what are you celebrating today? I am celebrating three exceptional cabaret performers who released albums in the last few weeks. Liz Calloway, Ari Axelrod, and Sean Patrick Murtaugh. And Sean is watching the show. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yes, he's here. Sean was on here a couple of weeks ago. His CD, I, well, I, I have to tell, uh, uh, Sean, are you still here? I was, I, I was not able to see his show live. I know that you were there, Robbie, because he acknowledges you in the audience. Um, but he sent me the video. And mm. I was blown away by this. I mean, mm -hmm. I've been a fan of Sean's for years, but his voice has gone to a whole new level and uh, just phenomenal. And Liz Calloway, uh, her latest CD, Celebrating Sondheim, is glorious. Glorious. So, thank you. And you worked on all of these. Yeah, I do stuff. <laughs> I'm just here to uh, uplift other artists, truly. That's, that's my whole MO. Well, Robbie, I'm going to ask, who uplifts you? Because you do so much for so many other people. Uh, um, whiskey. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Yay! I'm not a bad uh, all I feel like I'm on Hollywood choice. Squares, by the way. I just want yes. to keep going. Yes. Jekyll gets the square. Um, uh, my husband uplifts me. And uh, I have, because I'm also a performer, I have a, a great band. Uh, that Yasuhiko Fukuoka is the music director of. It's, uh, you know, we have a good time. And people like you celebrating well, all of us. Well, thank you so much. Um, I, I'm going to ask you the same questions. Um, how can you become a better role model? Uh, Ray doesn't like that title of uh, <laughs> role model. Is it something that you could embrace? Uh, no, I don't. I would never say look to me for uh, how to be a better anything, tr truly, because I fall into everything I do ass backwards. So I, there's no advice that I can give to anybody in the world. Um, but, uh, you know, I just just try to be the best you, really. The best me? Like, yeah, like anybody. Like, <laughs> no, person. no, I... I, you know, I have a, you know, I always, you know, every morning uh, and I keep, write my morning pages. Uh, thanks, Julia Cameron. I begin mm. and I go, I want to be at least 1% better than I was yesterday. Yeah. And, you know, and that, again, I, I talked about this uh, ad nauseum, but another reason that I wanted to take a break from, uh, from uh, Facebook is I've always said, keep your eye on the prize, keep your blinders on and stay in your lane. And I find that by going to a, a, a site like Facebook, for me personally, I'm only speaking for myself, it's hard for me to sometimes stay in my lane because there are things that pull me in other directions. And before I know it, I've spent an inordinate amount of time on Facebook and I just wanted to take a break from it for a while. I think that's smart, but uh, as, a, as an artist, do you find that without having that platform to promo, Yourself. I will tell you in all the research that I've done, and this may come as a mm -hmm. wake up call for everybody. Uh, people think they're marketing and promoting themselves on Facebook and it's being 
there's a team of people that really distribute where your content goes. So a lot of people are not really seeing your content. Uh, the best thing to do is to have a newsletter, uh, which Ray has a brilliant newsletter. Um, I love my newsletter um, and I get, uh, my audiences come a lot from the newsletter and I get very little rate of return from Facebook actually, because I'm finding that fewer, I can post about tonight's show, for example, and to get a like or a comment or a share is very difficult. I could put underneath that uh, same post, I lost a button and 500 people respond to it. So mm -hmm. it's, you know, and then- Did you get that button, by the way? No, I didn't. <laughs> um, you know, my dear friend, Peggy Eason, who passed away this past year, Sunday will be a year, it's hard to believe. Uh, but for seven months, I had on her uh, Facebook page, which is still active, uh, her, uh, you know, pro professional page, and in my pages about her memorial, and the day of the memorial, I got so many emails from people saying, we had no idea. And I'm thinking that it's being seen by the people that are posting it there. But the truth of the matter is, you don't know who's seeing your content. Right. So it's not really the marketing tool that a lot of people think that it is. Yeah, you know, I, I agree. Um, the only way I get anything out of it is I actually pay for ads. So I buy ads on Facebook and Instagram. It's not a lot of money. I spend like $100 over three weeks. But mm -hmm. like yesterday I checked and I had 395 click-throughs and I sold some tickets. So I always think, okay, it's $100. I got to sell whatever, three tickets to cover that. And sure. I know I do, but the only you don't get seen just by posting because the algorithms don't work in your favor. That's right. That's right. And so you have to, so I buy an ad and you can create audiences. And the, the other thing is that because Facebook owns Instagram, they go to Instagram as well. And I mean, quite honestly, as my 28 year old niece says, Ray, Facebook is for you old folk. <laughs> That's why I'm leaving. It's too, old. it's too old for me. I know. And Instagram, and then you're on Instagram. My agent is like, why aren't you on TikTok? I'm like, oh my God, like I have enough time to now do like jump in place and be in my underwear or something like, oh my God, no, I can't. I just can't. Well, Doris, mm -hmm. here, do that and you'll sell more tickets. Uh, yeah, probably, <laughs> yes, right? Yes. I'll get a million followers. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so Robbie, the five apps that you would have on your phone. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> my notes app is the second most used thing on my phone because I write jokes a lot and I will just speak them into the app real quickly and they're there, thank God. Uh, Spotify, because the algorithm really knows me and if I'm listening to Marilyn May, then up comes somebody I've never heard of who is excellent, uh, which is very lovely you know, to discover new people and then I can go buy their albums uh, because I buy music because that's important, friends. Yes, um, <laughs> yes, 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 it is. Thank you. Um, uh, the, the weather app I use all the time. Instagram, because I like looking at people's food and dogs. Um, <laughs> that's just healing for me. Um, and the New York Times, 
Oh, wow. Okay. And if you could instantly be an expert in a subject that you're not currently an expert in, what would that subject be? Richard, there's nothing that I'm not an expert in. I, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Oh, uh, no. I, please. If I could do, I don't know, math or science, that would be great. If I could do anything that wasn't showbiz, that would be yeah, wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> and what's something that you've learned about yourself in the past three months? Oh, um, I learned that it is okay. Uh, the 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 it's it's okay for me to say no to things. Um, I I don't know about the rest of you, but like we get asked to do a lot of stuff. Uh, hey, could you just come in and do this for me? And while you're there, if you could also make a this, you know, whatever, whatever you're asked to do. And um, constantly, like we're all taught. We have to say yes. We have to say yes. We have to say yes. Say yes to everything, right? That's that's the the um, uh, the advice that we were all given. Say yes mm -hmm. to everything, right? Um, but the only thing that that really feeds is burnout and exhaustion at all times. Mm -hmm. So, and frankly, I don't know if you know, I've been exhausted since 2016. Um, <laughs> I only identify as I identify as gay and tired. That's it. So um, <laughs> I've learned that no is a really beautiful two-letter word, and um, it doesn't even need an explanation. No is enough. That's great. And there's one question that's left, and the question is: If you could pick love up being the number one. Well, it goes along with what you just talked about. If you could pick up great. a skill, what would that skill be? A new skill. Oh, God. You literally just asked me. Um, I would love to be able to cook a steak perfectly. I've got because... it down. Uh, Robbie, come for dinner. Uh, Lisa can Great. tell you. Yes. I am an expert Great. when it comes to steaks. So come That's to my house. Good. Yes. And come for dinner sometime. I'd love I would that. love that. I'd love to have yeah. you all over for dinner one night. So we'll this make feels that like happen. a dinner party. So yes, so you'll be there. So I want to talk about some of the holidays that we are celebrating today. Uh, uh, Alexandra, sadly, I have to go. You have to go. <laughs> I have to leave the party. Oh um, I, well, I'm sorry you have to go, but very quickly because yes. today is National Popcorn Day. You've already expressed oh, yes. that you are a big popcorn fan. Yes, um, I am. Uh, you, you know, I grew up at a time where I remember real buttered popcorn at the movie theaters. Uh, but do you, are you a, a snacker when you go to the movies? Yes. Yes. The, I always get popcorn, even if it's got like, you know, the crap butter. But <laughs> um, I learned that Radio City, because I went to the Spectacular the other night. Um, they have buckets of popcorn and I believe they use real butter and it was Wonderful. So if you're ever in Arlington, Massachusetts, and you go to the Capitol Theater, which is a fabulous little movie theater, they use real butter at that movie theater. And so it's like, if you can find those places. Well, I'm going to say au revoir. You don't have to worry about how to sign off. I'll take you off. And uh, you're always welcome here. And Thank happy you. holidays. It's always such a wonderful show. It's just Full of love. So well, thank you thank so much you. for having me. And I hope to see you uh, at the Rialto soon. Yes. Okay. Yes. We'll see each other. Yes. Love you. Have a wonderful Bye. day. Bye. Danny Miller, I'm going to come to you. Today is also, uh, well, we talked, um, today is um, Faux 
for Friday. That's something that's very important. Um, what are your thoughts when it comes to fur? And uh, you can be honest, uh, well, any answer I, is the right answer here. I'll admit that when I was a kid, my grandmother used to wear real furs and we would just like hurl our bodies into hers because it felt so good. I can still remember the feeling, um, you know, and in those days, no one was like throwing blood on you when you went to an opening or something. Uh, today, I would not feel comfortable being with someone or wearing real fur myself, I admit. Um, but I don't have any experience. I don't have any faux leopard clothes or anything like that. Uh, but I'm all for it. And I think that some of the ones today, you know, look so real that they still might get blood thrown on them. I don't know. But, you know, my thought is, you know, I have reached a point where even with the faux furs, I think it sends a message that somehow yeah. that is okay. You know, uh, I mean, real fur is, uh, even though it's uh, a fake fur, the fact that it looks like an animal pelt or something is something that I, I have a hard time grappling my head around. And we and watch a some... lot of classic TV in my house. We go through like whole, not, we've done all the Lucy. So now we're on the third season of Here's Lucy. But it's funny how, you know, in my childhood, it was just like every woman presented in a classic TV show, that was their ultimate goal is to get a fur coat. Some of them were hideous. Some of them were beautiful. But like, I mean, come on. Of course, that's the... Well, I have to say this. The If you've seen, uh, there's the poster of me as Judy Garland. Uh, that's a real black gamma fur that I'm wearing. Sure. And, uh, you know, we got for the photo shoot. So yeah, my... it immediately evokes her because we all know that photo. So, mm -hmm. you know, right. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And all you have to do is walk on the Upper East Side in the middle of winter. You'll see plenty of fur. I know, I know, I know. I have a black, I have a full length black gamma. Oh, you do? It was gifted to me, yes, and I can't wear it. Well, I okay. just can't. First of all, I don't know how people wear these things. It's so hot. They're heavy and they're so, I mean, I know they're warm. I lived in Denmark. Everyone wore fur in Denmark because when it's 25 degrees below zero in January, there's no down amount of down in the world keeps you warm. So it's part of their culture. They raise reindeer. They have reindeer skin. I mean, it's it's part of their culture, right? So I couldn't judge them on it because it was so cold. I bought a fur. I bought a wolf coat back then. Wow, wow. Uh, it was the only thing that kept you warm. But nowadays, mm -hmm. I don't know. Doris, you know, she's a she's a retro girl. She does have fur trim. Wow. I'll say. Well, this next question is for both Robbie and for Ray, because today is Bartender Appreciation Day. And since the two of you were very much involved in performing in cabaret rooms and everything, mm -hmm. um, do you have a favorite bartender? Uh, Either I of you. I, well, I have a favorite bar, and that's the bar at Gallagher's Steakhouse. It's my hangout. Okay. And the bartenders there have been there for 25 years and actually make a real drink. Okay. I think the, mm. you know, I, most of the cabaret rooms, they're shooting stuff out of a gun and it's <laughs> mixed. True. And it's, you order a margarita, it comes out of a bottle, they got it CVS or so, you know, it's like <laughs> they're using mix and everything else. And it's just terrible and a beautiful handcrafted cocktail. This is my Tom and Jerry today. Yeah. Um, I, there's nothing like it. Mm -hmm. And Gallagher's is, 
you know, it's where theater happens. It's when I mm -hmm. produce, I go there and I have meetings. It's the best. Wow. What about you, Robbie? Well, Ray, I don't know what small cabarets you perform at, but 54 <laughs> oh. Below, where I frequently sell out. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Darling, um, I did a full year at 54 Below. <laughs> and so uh, <laughs> I um I um I like a a, a bar on 9th and 56 that I'm going to go to after this called Bar Veloce uh oh. that is a beautiful uh they they uh there's a guy there named Michael um who when I walk in there's a rye manhattan ready for me he knows exact perfect rye manhattan that's how I like it so yeah that's great and uh Lisa today is National Fritters Day Yes. And you can take that one of two ways, an actual fritter that you eat or not frittering away the time or frittering away the time. So run with it. So the fritter ran out the door and I couldn't <laughs> catch it. What's a fritter, Richard? Well, come over later and I'll make fritters tonight. You want to come over for dinner? Yes, let's let's eat. Come over and we'll, I'll make some fritters tonight. Uh, Danny is cringing in the next room right now. <laughs> no, um, yes. Um, so, um, Danny, today is also National Mutt Day. Um, do you have a dog, and is it a mutt? We had two dogs that were mutts. Um, they we had them for about ten years. They that died, but they were. We found they both found us. The one was a adorable pit bull mix that was obviously like horribly treated and injured, and it just like came to us one day and we took it in. The other one was a looked like a a dog the Egyptian pharaohs would have with the very expressive ears. And we love them. And I do think people should get dogs like that that need a home. Uh, just one word on the fritters, because it's such a, I'm Jewish and it's such a Goyish uh, thing, but I've always been fascinated by them because of NM making corn fritters at the beginning of The Wizard of Oz. Right. Literally, like, I forget over the rainbow. I just, and she's, and then she's, oh, Dorothy gets some, and then she throws it to the pig before she falls in the thing. But I'm like, oh, I want a fritter. I need a fritter. So whenever I see fritters on a menu, I'm getting fritters. I want to have your fritters. Oh. <laughs> well, you're not the first person to say that, Danny. No. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they're sweet and tasty. Yes. <laughs> so in a moment, we're going to do our giveaway. But I've got, I'm going to, so that we can end on a positive holiday note today. Danny, what's your favorite holiday movie? Oh, we just watched it last weekend. And I literally sobbed like a baby during several key moments, which is Miracle on 34th Street. Yes. When, when, when talks Dutch to the little lonely Dutch girl who thinks mm -hmm. no one's going to be able to communicate with her. Sob, sob. <laughs> Lisa, yes. what's a cherished family tradition from your childhood? Um, cherished family tradition. I, um, <laughs> <laughs> we had it. <laughs> it did involve fritters, I know that. <laughs> um, actually, you know what? It, I don't know, Richard. <laughs> I just don't know. Well, Lisa, we're going to create new ones. We're okay, do thank that. you very much. <laughs> uh, Robbie, what's the best gift that you've ever received? Oh, uh, huh. <laughs> <laughs> these 
those are hard. Right? <laughs> like, I know the best I've ever given, but the best uh, I've ever gotten. Oh, let's talk about that in private. <laughs> what's the best, what's the best gift that you've ever given? Um, One year for Christmas, my husband and I, uh, we were going to be small. We we're just doing small things. Um, and so I secretly got us a trip to Rome because he's from Italy. Yeah, that's me. Um, but here's how I gave it to him. I gave him five small things. One, a calendar of bulldogs because he loves bulldogs. And I had sort of um, highlighted the dates that we were going, but he didn't see that because he's looking at bulldogs. Uh, and then I gave him a mozzarella making kit. Sure. Uh, and then I gave him uh, the DVD of Roman Holiday. And he said, oh, I love Roman Holiday. Do you love Roman Holiday? And I said, I love a Roman Holiday. Um, <laughs> and then I gave him a street map uh, to Rome. And that's when he started putting it together. And that just the look of I will never be able to match anything with what you did. I'm pretty good. at. I love that. That's great. Uh, spread it around. It's wonderful. <laughs> uh, Ray, what's a holiday tradition that you'd like to begin doing? Oh, more drinking. Um, uh, oh my gosh, uh, that I would like to start. Um, um, I would like to have, I, I wish I had the time and I would love to start a tradition of having a holiday gathering again. Um, because I do shows around Christmas, it's just not really available. And I miss bringing all my friends together wow. in my house and, oh. and giving them food and just having all these wonderful artists and people not artists around me. And I really miss that. I used to have it, I'm, you know, and I, I just, with, with shows in the middle of December, I just don't have time, you know, to, to, wow. and, to do that. But I would love to start that up again. Oh, it's one of my favorite things. As you know, you've been here. Yeah. Uh, so I am going to uh, bring up the word optimism. I'm going to uh, go to the screen here and uh, I'm going to draw a name. This is how it's done. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy we'll holidays. See, we'll see who will be our lucky winner today. And it, Evans 54. Uh, so Evans, uh, are you still here? Evans, please send me an email. Richard at richardskipper.com. I'm going to so repeat cool. that, richard at richardskipper.com, so that you can get your prize. So I want to. So you. sophisticated. Isn't it so cool? Of course it is. <laughs> I, you know, I know what I'm doing. All so, right. Evans 54, <laughs> thank you for being here. I am going to do my closing remarks and then I'm going to turn it over to you, Lisa. And then you will pick the next person. Oh, it's Charles Evans, of course, then uh, uh, who's been on the show. Um, so Lisa, I will pick you and then you'll pick the next person. And then that person will pick the next person until there's one man standing and, uh, don't worry about how to end the show. As soon as you say goodbye, the final credits will roll. So the word that I chose today was optimism. And I love what Lisa said in her introduction that everyone seems to be looking for optimism right now. And as I am going through the holiday season, this is my favorite time of year. Uh, I am like a kid at Christmas. Um, Richard Skipper celebrates basically comes from the idea that my grandmother, my grandmother Skipper, celebrated everything. Uh, every holiday in her home was to the hilt. Uh, and uh, she was all about celebrating. And also there's a little bit of Maine Dennis in me. You know, mm -hmm. it's today. Let's celebrate. Um, 
I've talked about this before and, I, and I'm not getting morbid when I say this, but it seems to me, maybe it's me just getting older, that I've lost a lot of friends this year. A lot of friends that are not going to be celebrating holidays with us anymore, are not around anymore. <laughs> and <clears throat> excuse me, I get choked up with this. I see the postings after someone passes away where everyone wants to do their selfie, their anecdote, and then we somehow move on to the next item in our newsfeed. And I think that we are losing somehow an ability to take the time to grieve, to mourn, and to celebrate what people bring to our lives. Don't wait until they've passed away to celebrate them. Uh, everyone knows that I end every show by telling everyone to reach out and do something nice for somebody else without expecting anything in return. That's a gift that you can give everybody and it doesn't cost very much. People are worrying about what do I give this person or that person for Christmas? Give them a card. I talked about this at Thanksgiving. Give them a card and simply say, let's get together for dinner or a drink or something. There's nothing better than being with your friends, especially this time of year. Uh, I've always ended my shows uh, by you go reach out and make a phone call to someone that you haven't spoken to in a, in a while. And I've always ended my call uh, shows with this comment from my dear friend, uh, uh, Sean Moniger. He says, we're all in this together, but we're not in the same boat. And you never know what someone else is going through at this time. Uh, but I read a meme that someone sent me and it said, we are all in the storm together, but we're in different size boats. Some are in dinghies, some are in canoes, uh, some are in tugboats pushing it upstream. I don't care what size boat you're in. Just don't do it without a skipper by your side. Oh. And on that note, I'm going to leave the screen. Oh. Happy holidays, everyone. <laughs> and Lisa, I'm turning it over to you. It's all Thank yours. You. Oh, wonderful. Thank you. Well, gentlemen, I'm going to turn this over to Danny Miller and have a wonderful Christmas. Thanks, Lisa. Um, gosh, just thinking of optimism, I'm not always the best purveyor of op optimism, as my family can tell you, but Richard and his show give me optimism. All of you amazing performers help me survive, certainly through the pandemic and always. So I always leave every show if it's not someone that I already know, like massively Googling. I can't wait to see. I hope there's some uh, Doris Deer things on YouTube. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! Uh, so anyway, yeah, because I'm not a performer. I'm not in showbiz myself. I'm showbiz adjacent. We know um, a lot of people because of uh, my in-laws were writers and tomorrow we're spending the day with our friend who Richard knows really well, Carol Cook. Speaking of not, you know, just of like taking advantage of those opportunities. She's 98 years old, turning 99 next month. But as Richard knows, he had her on recently, sharp as a tack, funniest woman in the world, fantastic performer. And I just so appreciate the arts during troubled times or any time. Um, so that's my spiel. And uh, I'm gonna pick Ray and also tell you about language. Try Pimsleur app. Speaking of something I have on my phone, it's fantastic because it's not, you're not going to learn it in five days, but it throws you into conversation and you start a new language. I've done a bunch that way. And you think well, this is gibberish to me and 30 minutes, you do 30 minutes a day, every day. 
And 30 minutes later, like, oh, my God, I understand that. It's unbelievable. So try it. I'll check uh, it out. Thank you all. Nice to meet you all. Bye. Well, Robbie, it's just you and I. Thank God. So I think we should just keep talking for another hour. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Richard. <laughs> so tell me about 54 Below. Um, so well, it's in a basement. I know. I remember my days as a young man being in that basement in a little different style little vaguely yeah vaguely barely <laughs> boy yes so uh merry christmas happy holidays to all um i would say that uh the holidays uh we've already talked about but um the thing i've learned over my 64 years on this planet is to find happiness for me is to find my authentic self and accept who i am in the world and that makes me a happier person, which I think makes me a better person. And I think it's my secret to happiness. And um, also a good Tom and Jerry gets me through the holidays. And I'm going to leave it with that. And I'm giving it over to Robbie. Uh, my favorite Christmas tradition every year is to watch the Judy Garland Christmas special. And uh she says this on it, and this is just what I'm going to leave you with. Well, we have a whole new year ahead of us, and wouldn't it be wonderful if we could just be a little more gentle with each other, a little more loving, have a little more empathy, and maybe next year at this time, we'd like each other a little more. 